Welcome to Self-Care After Dark Podcast with me, your host and self-care bestie, Shivani, licensed therapist, author, self-care coach, and CEO of SweetSugarBaby.com. My mission is to educate and inspire you to engage in self-care so that you can be confident in yourself and bold enough to get everything you deserve out of life. Each week, I'll drop a new episode pertaining to self-care, mental health, interviews, expert advice, and or tips to engage in self-care. And remember, if you find value in this episode, screenshot it and post it to your social medias. Don't forget to tag me. So get comfy, grab your wine, tea, or coffee, and tune in, besties. Hello, everybody. It is Shivani, a.k.a. your self-care bestie, a.k.a. your favorite self-care coach. And I am back with a brand new episode. How are y'all doing? What's up, y'all? Listen, listen, this is my third episode in a row. So give me a little bit of props, you know, clap it up. I'm trying to do better. Um, So uh, we started Lent yesterday. Today is Thursday. I'm recording it the day after Lent. And y'all, I am so excited about Lent. I'm not Catholic, but I'm excited about Lent because I do observe Lent because I always feel like we can remove something, we can take something away, and it can clear our perspective. And it just opens us up to what we really need to be doing. You know, like it opens us up to where we need to be going. So you can take something away from for Lent or you can like, let's say, add something. So I'm removing my personal social media usage. Now I'll be on there for self-care after dark. I'll be on there for Sweet Sugar Baby. Um, just posting and I'll get off, but I'm not like scrolling or anything like that. Um, I'm also journaling on a daily basis, on a daily basis. Um, and I'm reading more, like I actually physically reading my books and things like that. Cause listen, that scrolling take up so much time. Now I'm like, Oh, I got time for this. I got time for that. I can do this. I can do that. So I'm excited about Lent. I want y'all to tell me what are y'all giving up or what have y'all started to give up already for Lent? Because why not? Like, let's, let's try to grow together. That's what this is about. You know, let's grow. Um, speaking of growth, y'all, a lot of things have been happening that has been really letting me know if I am growing or not in certain areas of my life. And y'all, I don't know. I don't want to say I've been failing, but I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. I could probably be doing better, right? So there has been this theme going on since the beginning of the year, this this constant theme to where I feel like I am getting into little disagreements, you know? Um, and basically over and over with within these disagreements, I'm like, but you're not hearing me. Like I'm fighting to be heard. I'm fighting to be understood. I'm fighting to be listened to in these disagreements. And I was like, what is this telling me? Like, you you cannot have two back-to-back disagreements, like hard down disagreements and not really try to reflect on what is this telling me? What do I need to learn from this? Because I refuse to have a third disagreement, baby. I ain't got time. It's stressful, okay? It's stressful. So I've been looking and I've been like replaying these different disagreements and I'm trying to figure out, all right, Shimani, what, what am I doing wrong? Or what am I doing right or how could I have 
switched it up or, you know, maybe reacted differently or how could I have handled that situation, those situations in a different light, okay? So what I am discovering is there are going to be people that are going to be committed to misunderstanding you, right? And what I need to realize is why are you arguing with people committed to misunderstanding you, right? I pride myself on being very straightforward, right? And not straightforward in a rude way, you know, not straightforward, like being like very blunt, right? But I am very black and white, right? That's the way my brain works. You know how like you'll talk to somebody and they're beating around the bush and you're like, um, I don't really know what they meant when they said that, but they were saying this and, and, and alluding to that. And I, I don't know. I am the type of person where I will literally say, no, this is what it is. A, B, and C, right? So I've been saying A, B, and C and somebody's like, no, but it's Z and F. You really meant Z and F. And it's like, no, I said A, B, and C. Like, you know, and I'm literally arguing, raising my voice, getting my blood pressure high on some BS because people are committed to misunderstanding. So what I am taking away from the situation is, Shivani, um, baby, why are you trying to force somebody to understand you that don't really give a damn at this point you know what I mean like why why are you forcing that why you know what am I like why do I need someone to understand me so bad why do I need someone to hear me so bad why do I need someone to to like feel me so bad right I have people in my life that I can literally say a b and c and they will say you know what I hear what you're saying Shivani and you're saying a b and c I feel seen I feel heard you know, I feel understood. And those are my people, right? The people who refuse to see me, hear me and understand me, those simply aren't my people. Um, and I simply have to allow them to be blissfully ignorant to who I am, right? And what I mean and what I stand for, right? I have to allow them to be blissfully ignorant. And it's okay, because they're living in their little world. They are having a grand old time thinking Shivani is Z, F, and, and G, right? And that's okay. Like, I have to realize that it's okay. It's okay. What people think about me, it's a, whether it's right or wrong, it's okay. How people feel about me, whether it's right or wrong, it's okay, right? I don't have to prove myself to anybody. I don't have to make somebody see me. Like, what, girl... Girl, who girl, who got time for that? Girl, okay, child. All right. You know, and literally walk away from the disagreement because it's pulling me out of who I am, right? And a lot of times, like if you get into a disagreement, man, it's gonna take you a few days to really come down. Like, really. And and you know, we the older we get, baby, that pressure ain't good for us. Okay, it ain't good. So I am learning to just let things go. All right. That's what you think. Okay. And walk away. Right. Let them think what they want. Girl, who cares? That is what I have been learning through this process of all these disagreements that I've been getting into. Like, that's what I'm learning. And it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Another thing that um, I'm learning, y'all, is... So my youngest is in track. You know, I say that all the time because track is literally... It is, it can, it can be consuming. Okay. So I was talking to my cousin yesterday and she was telling me how her son is in swimming. And she's like, you know, I realize that as parents, even if our, if our kids aren't that great in something, we have to make them continue to go so that they can stick it out. They have to learn 
consistency and learn how to be dedicated. And I was like, you know what? You are absolutely right. Right. Whether you're good, whether you're bad. Like I was thinking the other day at track practice, like the, the, the all-stars, right. The top basketball players, right. The top football players, the top track stars, they've been in these sports since they were five years old, since they were eight years old. Since they were 12 years old, you're not driving no car at 5, 8, and 12, right? You're not buying your uniforms at 5, 8, and 12, right? You're not going to these track meets and to to these basketball games by yourself. Like, it really is the parents' dedication to their children that in turn turns into their dedication and they become all-stars because their parents taught them consistency and their parents like you know showed up and and took them and you know encouraged them and and pretty much you know taught them the importance of being consistent in your craft right like LeBron is not LeBron because he his mom took him to practice one time when he was eight years old his mama took him to practice every day right his mama encouraged him his mom bought him his uniforms his mom volunteered with the other kids like it really is it's it's your dedication as a parent um to your children's um passions to their purpose to their hobbies that's going to get your children to the next level right and I have to tell myself that because on a Wednesday when I'm there and I'm there all night your girl be tired you know and but but I'm thinking how is how is Grayson going to be an all-star track star amazing track winner if I'm not giving him the opportunity to work his craft right like how and that's the same thing for us right how are we going to be the best author out there how are we going to be the best podcaster out there how are we going to be the best um, business coach the best um, IT person how are we going to be the best at what we do if we don't show up for ourselves constantly if we don't dedicate time energy practice to learning our craft like how are we going to get to the next level if we don't put the time, the work, the blood, the sweat, and the tears into being the best at whatever it is that we want to be the best at, right? Like, listen, y'all, I am dedicated to Grayson, right? I'm taking him to practice. He's going to have a track meet soon. I'm going to be at the track meet all day. I'm buying him um, shoes, buying him compression pants, buying him the shirts, getting him snacks. Like, I am fully dedicated to my son, right? But then I look at myself and I be like, I ain't been to the gym in three weeks. Okay. So how can I be dedicated and really like see him being an all-star and doing all the things for him? But in turn for myself, I'm not dedicating the time that I need to be the best at whatever it is that I'm trying to do. It's conflicting, right? It's How can I tell him, hey, you got to be at track Monday through Thursday, two hours, six to 8 p.m., baby. You got to go so you could be the best. But he looking at me like, girl, when you going to write that book you talking about? When you going to take that class you talk? Like, you know, like our kids are watching everything that we do. And of course, we can try to tell them, hey, do the best in school and do this and do that. And we can be dedicated to them. But it's it's important and it is, it is also time for us to show that dedication to ourselves as well. Right? Because if I can take him four days a week, I can, my behind could be in the gym three, at least three days a week. 
what are you doing here? You understand what I'm saying? Like dedication is dedication, right? What do you, what you do in one area is what you do in all areas. So if I can be committed to my son and his growth, I can be committed to myself and my growth. And I want you guys to think about that because y'all, we be committed to stuff that don't even matter, right? We be committed to, you know, um, that fantasy football team that we got. We be committed to that. Oh, look, my, my, my player ran or I got five points. We be committed to that. Right. We be committed to sitting outside drink, drinking and smoking cigars. We be committed to me. I be committed to my brunch dates, baby. OK, um, we be committed to all type of stuff that sometimes don't serve us the full purpose of where we're really headed to in life. Like, y'all, we be committed to the wrong. We be committed to watching them shows. Oh, you saw that new episode. You saw that new episode. We be committed to people business. That ain't got nothing to do with it. Like we're committed to stuff that really, it ain't, it ain't no return on that. Right. So I want us to really, really, really look at what we're committed to and how is that helping us to get to where we want to be in life. And if we're being completely honest, sometimes it's really not helping us right? It's not. So I am learning to be committed to myself. I'm learning to do the things that I want to do, do the things that I need to do um, so that I'm an example for my kids, but so that I learn to be proud of myself. You know, like I can't tell him to show up and I'm not showing up for myself. Like what what are we doing? What are we doing here? Okay. So that's a little, little thought that I had. I'll be back after this message. Are you looking for a way to incorporate self-care into your life, create healthy boundaries, and reach your personal goals faster? Self-care coaching could be the answer for you. Through partnering with me, your self-care bestie, I can help you gain the insight you need to make lasting changes in your life. Self-care coaching can help you develop the confidence, knowledge, and skills you need to reach your personal goals and become the best version of yourself. So don't wait any longer. Visit selfcaretherapyandcoaching.com to book your free 15-minute consultation with me. We back, we back, we back. All right, so this episode, we are talking about rushing the healing process, okay? We're talking about rushing the healing process. So I, me, okay, myself, right? you too right everybody healing means that obviously something is broken right whether that means that we are not in a relationship right whether that means that we got fired from a job whether that means that you know something happened with our family member um we you know some just healing healing means something is is broken right and we have to heal that part of ourselves right we have to heal that part of ourselves that was abused and molested and and you know just talked about and and gossiped about like we have a lot of things that we are dealing with that we haven't healed through but what i have been noticing with with everybody with my clients with myself right when you're in the heart of that pain from like like wanting to heal but you're in the heart of it like like it just happened y'all we be wanting to rush that healing process so bad 
we want to rush that healing process so bad. So I'm going to speak for from experience. When my late husband, he passed away. Y'all, every day I woke up, I was like, I just need to get further and further away from that date. I need to be, you know, I'll be like, oh my God, I can't wait till I'm three months out. I can't wait till I'm six months out. Like, because I was just trying to separate myself from that day, right? Separate myself from that pain, from that grief, from that hurt. Like you just want to be so far removed from it. But all the while, I'm not thinking and processing in and being present in those moments. I'm just trying to get as far away from it as I could right and I that's not healing like time you know they say time heals all wounds that's not true if you don't do the work you're going to be five years out still still broken right you could be 10 years out still broken I talk to people every day oh when I was eight you know this happened to me and they are in their 50s still broken right so time can separate you right time can dull a little bit of the pain but if you don't work on the healing process baby it's still there we just suppress that pain but it's still there right so I want to talk about that today with you guys so the reason why I feel like we rush it so fast or we want to get out of it is because pain in in like if we're healing from something if you break an arm guess what it hurts right don't touch it don't don't move it 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 hurts I gotta put it in the sling it hurts right we gotta stabilize it healing hurts so when we're healing we have to face some truths right we have to face the fact that this happened to us we gotta face the fact that this hurts we gotta face the reality of people know that this happened to us we gotta face judgment right we gotta face guilt and shame from us going through that right all of those things that we have to face it hurts right it's painful to walk around and feeling ashamed right or it's it's it hurts to walk around feeling the sense of loneliness because you've, you you're you're dealing with a breakup right so so when we're dealing with these emotions we want to rush through it right I've had people like clients oh my god I just I just want to get over this I don't want to feel like that just oh I'm just trying to oh my god I can't I, I gotta get I gotta get over this I gotta I gotta get over this and it's like hey 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 the more you force something the harder it is for you for it to actually happen, right? The more you're like, I just want to get over this right now. I just don't want to think about it. The more you're going to think about it, the more you're going to feel it, right? So what I've, and, and this is a tip from, from my therapist when I was going through grief counseling, because baby, I wasn't trying to feel nothing. So when I feel a little pain, I get up, I start cleaning. I'm cleaning, I'm folding clothes. I might look, my house have never been so clean in my life. Okay. That I, I missed that part, but I don't miss the grief. Okay. But um, I would get up and I would fold. I would fold. I would mop. I would clean up. I would dust. I'm on the on my hands and knees, scrubbing the towel. Like I'm just, I'm just in motion, right? So what I learned is it's like when you feel those hard emotions that you really don't want to feel but you need to feel um, in order to process take a moment stop and just sit in that emotion right so she would tell me every night sit down in that emotion set the timer for five to ten minutes and just sit and feel it and while you're feeling it guess what you crying 
you sobbing, you, you know, questioning, you know, why did certain things happen? Like you're feeling that pain. And then after that time goes off, then boom, hey, you can, hey, you can do whatever you want to do, but you have to acknowledge the pain, experience the pain and be present within the pain in order for you to start healing through the pain, right? So that's one tip that I uh, was given. And that's a tip that I give my patients. I'm like, listen, sit down and feel those feelings. Set the timer because you don't want to spiral but you need to feel what you need to feel. You have to, right? So an issue with rushing the healing process is when we rush the healing process, we don't allow ourselves to fully develop the things that we need, right? So for instance, if we break up with somebody, oh my God, I'm so hurt. I'm in so much pain, right? You know, they say the quickest way to get over somebody is to get under the next person, right? And people say that and people really be doing that and they believe that, right? But the thing is, you're taking that pain and you're, 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 it's still there, but you're, you're masking it with another person and you're masking it with another person and you're masking it with all these things to keep you distracted, right? Instead of like sitting in that pain and understanding that, hey, during this process is where I need to be developing the things that I lacked, Right. So if you've ever gone through a breakup and you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I let this fool do me like that. Right. That means that maybe at some point in my life, I ain't have no confidence. Right. My confidence was was on the floor. So that means that now that I've broken up with this individual, I need to work on building and developing my confidence. Right. During this period of time, while I'm going through this breakup and I'm experiencing this pain and this hurt, this is the time that I also need to be developing my confidence. I need to develop my self-awareness, right? I need to develop my independence, right? Because when we're like breaking from something, when we're trying to heal from something, when we've experienced loss and pain and all this trauma, we have to develop things within ourselves so that we can learn how to deal with it in the future. Because you you know, they say like, if you fail the test, you're going to get it again, right? So a lot of times like you break up with Tom, right? And you get back with Larry, you get with Larry and Larry is the same way Tom was, right? Because Larry and Tom is a reflection of your poor self-esteem. Like, can, can we can we keep it real, right? Like, you're going to keep attracting the same people because that is the frequency and the level that you're on, right? You didn't give yourself the time to develop the confidence, the time to develop stronger boundaries so that when you do meet a Larry, you're like, nah, Larry ain't even on my, he not even on my level. I'm not dealing with him. Instead of you engaging in the same relationship style with Larry as you did with Tom. That means you haven't learned anything, baby. That means that you didn't develop that confidence. You didn't develop the, the, the morals, the character, the boundaries. You didn't develop your independence. You just hopping from the basically the same individual five different times, right? The same style of, of relationship five different times. And you're never learning because you're not developing what you need in that healing process. You're rushing it. You're rushing the healing process, right? Why are you rushing so hard? Right. A lot of times we're rushing because we don't want to face the truth and the truth may be, oh, my God, I didn't realize how poor of self-esteem I had. I didn't realize how much I, I thought I needed somebody to validate me. Right. So now I have to do the work of 
building that self-esteem and learning how to validate myself. That may mean I need a self-care coach, plug, all right? Plug, plug, plug. I am a self-care coach, right? That may mean I need a therapist. Hello, I'm a therapist as well. That may mean that I need somebody to help me uncover what are the issues that I'm dealing with that I keep dealing with the same type of individual. What is it in me that, that I am missing? What do I need to develop? What am I doing wrong, right? Because how in the world am I continuing to deal with the same type of person, right? So we need to work on that healing process so that we can really develop in ourselves what we need to develop and stop rushing, stop rushing the process, right? And another thing, and this is the toughest part, and I've been telling, I've told two or three people that this um, this weekend, the lessons are in the pain, right? The lessons are in the pain. The lessons are in the the, the hurt and, and just the healing. Like we are trying to remove ourselves so fast from the breakup, from the situation, from the, the hurt, the pain. But we're not stopping long enough to say, what is a lesson that I've learned within this relationship? What can I take with me for the future? Right? Like, and I, I tell this to people because a lot of times people have a very hard time like coping with the, the the healing process, coping with what broke, right? Whether it's a relationship, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a whatever, right? It's like, I can't believe this happened. But it's like, listen, what are the lessons that you can learn from this situation? You know, how can you grow from this situation? How can you evolve from this situation, right? We so busy trying to separate, separate ourselves and act like it never happened when acknowledging that it happened, processing that hurt, understanding that hurt, evolving and growing is how we're going to be our best selves in the future, right? I tell my partner this all the time. I'm like, I, I am so happy for your ex-girlfriends <laughs> because I feel like through the pain, through the loss, through the breakup, through all the things that he's experienced, it has developed a wonderful person that he is today because he was able to learn from his mistakes and learn his lessons so that you know moving forward he knows how to handle certain things and certain situations and certain circumstances and things like that but he would have never learned and grown had he not taken the time to really learn the lessons from his past relationships right we have to learn the lesson so that you know that pain isn't in vain right I tell this to people all the time like I don't regret anything in life bad good ugly I don't regret the arguments I don't regret me acting a plum fool I don't regret none of that none of that because it's made me a better person I can reflect and say how could I adjust that behavior what can I do next right how can I heal from that how can I grow from that how can I be a better person right so that I don't walk around with hostility because the, the truth is if you don't heal you're literally continuing to walk around with that baggage right it's gonna come out in your attitude right you're gonna be snappy it's gonna come out in what you do your core beliefs right it's gonna come out in bitterness right depression anxiety like we think that we're rushing the process when in actuality baby them issues are still there and they're coming out in different ways acknowledge them let's move past it let's grow let's heal right that's that's what's important right so this message is all about 
learning to slow down within the healing process, learning the lessons through the healing process, and in gaining what we need through this healing process as well, whether it's confidence, self-awareness, independence, whatever you need to gain during this time, allow yourself the grace to truly gain it and absorb it and learn it and evolve from it, okay? Okay, so our book of the week is going to be, um, it's called The Breakup Bible by Rachel Sussman. Okay, it's a book about healing from breakups, healing from the pain of breakups, right? So that's our book, The Breakup Bible by Rachel Sussman. And our affirmation for the week is, I give myself permission to heal, evolve, and grow from this situation. I give myself permission to heal, evolve, and grow from this situation. Thank you for tuning in, y'all. Share this episode. I definitely, y'all be sharing sometimes, but y'all be sharing enough for me, okay? So share this, share this episode to your stories. Um, Share it on Twitter. I would really appreciate that because my podcast is growing and I'm just so thankful. So thank you for tuning in. You guys have a wonderful day. Bye. Sweet Sugar Baby is a holistic self-care line that creates natural handmade skincare products such as sugar scrubs, beard oils, body oils, and luxury hand-poured soy candles. And since we're besties, I can't let you go without hooking you up with the bestie discount code. Use the code AFTERDARK to get 15% off of your complete order on SweetSugarBaby.com.